0: All right, hi everyone. Welcome back to Write That Down. I'm Justin Nipper. I'm an editor over at FightGameMedia.com. I'm a staff writer over at F4WOnlineWrestlingObserver.com. I'm also happy to say, I can finally announce it now, uh, I am also working as overseas public relations. Okay, manager, Kaigai Koho Tantosha, a Japanese, for Pro Wrestling NOAH. That's right. And I'm back with Japan's leading pro wrestling author, historian, sociologist, broadcast journalist, Mr. Fumi Saito. All right, today we're back. Got a little potpourri episode for you. And what we did was we focused on the recent, most recent crop of Japanese wrestlers who have come through and worked for, or are currently working with, World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. And there have been a quite, a, quite a lot, right? Past decade or so is what we focused on. Throughout this episode, we talked about Io Sky, formerly Io Shirai, Asuka, Shinsuke Nakamura. Those are three, and you can probably throw Kushida in there as well as some of the top stars who debuted during the dark ages of pro wrestling in Japan very unique sets of wrestlers coming out of this 2007 2006 type of eras kind of when nakamura would get started asuka would get started iyo would get started a few years later talked about them and why they're special and how they work within the context of wwe we talked about Kayentai, Takamichi Noku, Tajiri in WWE, Ikemen, who you can see in WWE now, NXT 205 Live, excuse me, Level Up, 24-7 Master, Kirito Zawa. We also talked about Kenzo Suzuki, if you remember him, Ushitatsu. I know you all remember him, love him, I'm sure. Hideo Itami, remember that guy? also known as Kenta. We also talked about Miko Satomura, in NXT, NXT UK. All over the place in this episode, okay? So if you have questions, hit us up. If we didn't cover something, hit us up. If you'd like us to cover something in more detail, hit us up. Like I said, this was just kind of like a open chat, free chat about WWE wrestlers from Japan and why they're working in the company, who's living in the States, how things used to be when guys like Inoki and Giant Papa would come over as special guests, Tiger Mask come over as a special guest in WWE. Things are different now. We went into it and talked about it. All right, listen, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Fight Game Media Network, the free podcast feed. You can find it on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, please hit the subscribe button because it helps us out very much and it's very easy for you to do, isn't it? All right, on that note, let's get started.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, what Eosky and Asuka and Shinsuke Nakamura, three superstars they all have in common, was that they debuted in Japan in the midst of Japanese dark age of pro wrestling. Yeah, Io Sky, uh, or we always, you know, in Japan, always will be, you know, Io Shirai, You know, sure. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. But she she debuted in two thousand seven in a independent group called Maca Yeah, and Asuka. Debuted in 2004 with a group called A to Z. A to Z was a spin off of Rossi Ogawa's Arcean. Mm. And Asuka, or I should say Kana, right? Back mm-hmm. then, debuted in A to Z and worked Smash, worked Neo Ladies, you know, Neo Nia Ladies of Wrestling, worked Wave, JWP. Reina and all these bounced off all these independent companies, and yeah, sure enough, that Kana won every single singles title wherever she went because these were not really big company, company, you know, that it was a dark age of you know Japanese wrestling, and there are so many, so many small wrestling, you know, independent groups that the, uh, Kana Asuka was on her own and oh well, she was going to be a star asuka was going to be a star what era you know it almost didn't matter but uh, she debuted uh, 2004 when, when was when wrestling was in such a dark age shinsuke nakamura debuted 2002 again dark age of you know pro wrestling in in japan see nakamura was very very promising um rookie that uh he, 2000 2002 august he debuted in Budokan. that's big you know and quickly enough the Shinsuke nakamura became the youngest iwgp champion youngest yeah and uh we talked about uh, the eos by Asuka and Nakamura, but right now you have Sari and, you know, Akira Tozawa and you have Ikemen and uh, even Meiko Satomura uh, is joining a main that uh, she was based in NXT UK, but now she's in the States and she will be in main roster, you know, you know, before too long. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. All these wrestlers pretty much moved to America. Although for Satomura's case, she packed up and moved to UK. And until then, yeah, well, until two thousand year two thousand or end of ninety, then see that the relationship between Japanese wrestling and, and the WWE was a little bit different. That uh, back then, in uh, up to nineties, Japanese wrestler could make appearance and go home if you remember um, one Survivor Series Alundra Blaze brought in six all Japan women wrestlers for Survivor Series if you remember
0: oh of course the, uh, yeah. the it was, uh, first time people over here saw Aja Kong Inoue. Aja
1: Kong, Laune Sasuke and uh, Chaparita Asari the, the Saki Hasegawa um, Watanabe yeah they had a short but it was Survivor Series so you could have eight wrestlers and it was going to be Aja Kong and, and, and Alondra Blaze program the following Royal Rumble but the, it kind of fell through but mm. uh, and then then short, and shortly after that Alondra Blaze either quit or got fired and or didn't renew the contract she went to WCW and dropped the WWF belt on, on garbage can you know the rest of the history mm. but uh, yeah so up until '90s, there was a different kind of relationship, you know, business partnership with a Japanese company with, with WWE, and it was the Great Sasuke who, who tried to sign the contract with WWE uh, like '97, '98. That uh, he, Great Sasuke thought he could sign the contract with WWE, and then live in Japan and commute. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was uh taka Michinoku, who wwe wanted to sign instead the, originally taka Michinoku was brought in to be opponent for the like audition match grace sasuke and and taka Michinoku to showcase japanese Lucha libre and what graces can do sasuke can do but instead um wwe like takamichi better. And, and they basically signed takamichi Then that the uh, liaison, Victor, late Victor Quinones brought in the entire Kai entai, you know, after they signed takamichi but you had the men's tail, you had Dick Togo, you had Funaki, you had late Wally Yamaguchi, and they all came in as a entai they what they had to do was they actually had to move from Japan to the States.
0: It was a the very different time too. It wasn't the time of uh, smartphones and uh, easy communication over the internet or cheap phone or, calls. Yeah,
1: there was the internet at the end of '90s, yes. but not moving image.
0: It was uh, yeah. it was big. It was a big move to to come to the States and live. And that, I don't think that had been done by anybody in wwe wwf at least All right who mr fuji before that mr fuji is an american that's the thing i can't really think of anybody that came from japan but,
1: oh, to oh, live Fujinami to live you know tatsumi Fujinami when when he was wwe wwf junior heavyweight champion that he traveled a lot
0: mm-hmm
1: Mm-hmm. Or Yoshiaki, that the uh, Yatsu, when he was rookie, he spent eight nine months in, in 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 WWE. Or the Killer Khan, who was living in America at the time. Mm-hmm. Tiger Chan Lee, who was living in America at the time. See, uh, once or twice a year, you know Antonio Inoki comes over and have special appearance at the Madison Square Garden. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we go back if you go back all the way to 80s and 70s, that the the business partnership was between Vince McMahon Sr. and Antonio Inoki's New Japan Pro Wrestling, there were things. And also, uh, if you remember early 80s, Tiger Mask made frequent appearance in WWE. But never moved. He brought the Dynamite Kid with him. And second trip, he came on his own, but there was a, a... uh, Tiger Mask against Eddie Gilbert or Tiger Mask against young Kurt Hennig or uh, Tiger Mask against Mr. Saito or... Yeah, they, they didn't have regular opponent, but they taped a lot of matches and they were... It's if Tiger, original Tiger Mask, Satoru Sayama didn't quit at the time in 83, that they had planned to bring him over a lot more often. But the thing was different. Akira Maeda made trip and made quite a few appearances in 84 but it was just a, you know like a trip back and forth for special appearance not moving from japan and become full-time wb superstar like today's superstars mm-hmm. yeah and... but the takamichi and funaki kayentai on and tajiri who was already in america See, mm-hmm. Tajiri is a different story. See, Tajiri debuted in Japan in 94 and started with IWA Japan and Big Japan. Then moved to Mexico and then worked e- in the CMLL. Then there was a package deal like uh, Tajiri against Super Crazy. Then Paul Heyman spotted that match and they were brought into ECW in 98, 99. Then... Tajiri worked ECW full-time living in Philadelphia until um, ECW went out of business. Then Tajiri was signed by WWE in 2001 full-time. He was already living in America, and WWE you know, provided uh, Tajiri with the uh, proper working visa in America, and he was able to legally work in America, like, like what they do now. The, that the visa has to be issued for foreign citizen right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and they
0: need Today's
1: to yeah yeah the working visa and that the, the visa status that the WWE provide uh, to you know international stars are really really good just like you know major, major league baseball you know players that um, they're the person with special skills and uh you could apply green card with it kind of thing. And uh, yeah, every single Japanese superstars that work WWE today, they, they have that kind of visa. Uh, Kushida, you know, or Asari, you know, the Kushida is no longer with WWE, but uh, he was also a person who debuted during, Kushida I'm talking about, he was also a wrestler who debuted during the like dark age of Japanese wrestling, 2005. And uh, he bounced off. Well, he debuted in CMLL in, in, in Mexico, and he went to Canada at work. Then he was brought back by, uh, by his mentor Tajiri and worked Hustle and Smash and uh, Wrestling New Classic. It was signed away by New Japan Pro Wrestling and worked in New Japan for seven years. Then he wanted to come to WWE back in 2019. And he Kushida had worked what three last three years in America, mm-hmm. mostly but NXT. He, yep. Yeah, yeah. He was put in NXT live. and Two O Five. Yeah, live, but the, didn't quite uh, were brought brought up to main roster either. I'm I'm pretty sure that they it really frustrated him.
0: Yeah, he and uh, Ikeman were called Jacket Time. Do you remember that? There were a tag team called yeah, Jacket like last, Time.
1: Last year, yeah. 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 Well, EK Man still has a chance to be brought up to uh, the, the WWE main roster, but I kind of have a feeling that the, he will have to change his gimmick or character.
0: Yeah, he's very talented, but he's also very unique. He, um, I don't know how to make him work over here. I don't know how it works with the fans. I, I don't know yeah. if he clicks over here yeah I'm not sure Yeah you know he I mean? probably won't be you know, won't have to do
1: the stereotypical japanese character like in the past but uh, but he's very funny He's a very yeah, funny guy he's a comedy character but uh, the comedy character need to you know to be able to talk in english that's right do the promo, you know, or be tag team partner of com- another comedy character or something. He's a very talented athlete, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, probably WWE creative don't quite know what to do with him right now.
0: Yeah, I remember he he went to a tryout. I think it was in China or Singapore. Do you remember that? Yeah, there was yeah, yeah. Like a WWE Asia tryout, and he stood mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. over a lot of other people there, and they signed him from that. But um.
1: Right, right. William Regal thing.
0: I believe he and Sari were kind of victims of the pandemic. They were scheduled to be in WWE right when the pandemic hit. Right. February, March.
1: Three years ago
0: now, yeah. Yeah, gosh, wow. Um, But yeah, they were meant to be brought into a WWE that looked a lot different than the one that we see now. It wasn't the same. And
1: also... That was around the time that the uh, WWE and Triple H and then w- William Regal was still with the company that they were still playing with the idea of NXT Japan
0: project. Remember? Right, right. So the, the trajectory of, of everything changed because of the pandemic. The pandemic, yeah, right. So, but, but That's like a victim of circumstance. But the,
1: if wrestler is talented enough, that uh they can still make it mm-hmm. from this point forward i think so yeah yeah whereas see like people like uh, akira tozawa not quite in in a superstar roster it was still main roster but it hasn't really main evented, and uh he's more like a 24
0: uh what's the, what's the title uh, t- a 24-7 title
1: the 24-7 title yeah okay, he's part of that picture but uh, he's perfect utility player he, he, he might be happy about it you know that's the he thing
0: you know he's better english than the rest of, rest of the japanese superstars you know i know how talented he is uh just to, as dragon gate of course or even in the in early you know two there was a kind of time with 205 live he had great matches with Pac and um sure but Pac was still with WWE because
1: Akira Tozawa has been with WWE since 2016.
0: That's right yeah and what I was gonna say is that like he, he can do whatever he wants in the ring I think he I think to do the kind of WWE thing yeah you gotta be able to know how to, like you said, be a utility player. And if they ask him he, to do this.
1: He is a utility player. Yeah.
0: But I think it's, I think I like to see guys and girls like that. They see it like a challenge. Like, I can do this entertainment style of wrestling too. I can be good yeah. at this and I can be good in the ring. And I think Tozawa is one of those guys who's not really worried about not and having he to. was
1: the one who was willing to move to America.
0: Right, drop. right. What he was doing was Dragon
1: Gate at the time. He wanted to move to America. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, and actually living in Florida right now. I think quite. Well, I think... Shinsuke Nakamura did just that. Right. You know, he or he was already a big, huge superstar within New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, but uh, uh, I guess he decided to leave, just like going to Major League Baseball. And uh, he was brought in as a major player, you know, the first Japanese wrestler winning Royal Rumble. That's you know? right. Yeah, beating John, you know John Cena on television, beating Randy Orton clean on TV. Uh,
0: that,
1: that doesn't happen too often, does it?
0: No. Um, no. He had a very special debut. Do you remember the NXT match against Sami Zayn? Sure, sure. He too had to spend one year in NXT. That's right.
1: But yeah, he also became champion down
0: there. Yeah. Uh, again, it was kind of a. I liked watching him wrestle the guys that had a very different style, like Bobby Roode or, um, gosh, who else? Maybe Roderick Strong. I don't know if he had matches with him there. But. Um, right, 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 right. You could see the challenge of the like this the styles clash. Nakamura has a very distinct style, right?
1: Right, right, definitely. and. Russell doesn't use everybody else's movies what he does is very special yeah, he does All what he does pretty original yeah and uh and also uh, that the shinsuke nakamura is like a na- almost like a non-nationality he never did stereotypical japanese costume or karate chop or you know what i'm saying he's like, totally like more about himself. michael jackson
0: yeah, yeah like uh, um <sighs> i don't know i don't know if there's anybody to compare it to in wrestling more like chris what chris jericho would do i guess yeah like uh artistic stages in his career a lot of mm-hmm. aesthetic uh a lot of fashion and style and and different non-sports charisma entertainment charisma
1: sure sure see shinsuke nakamura was very interesting right from the beginning that he was uh, the Aoyama University graduate, you know, real good college. Mm-hmm. He was also in the wrestling team, but the, he was not your typical college fraternity house jock that the, he graduated from college. And he, he you know, he chose this profession after college to become professional wrestler. Real good looking guy, real tall, real intelligent. And well, he had the art exhibition in, in Japan, if you remember that t-shirt company he was running that the, he was an artist and you know, he drew on t-shirt and he had an exhibition in, in tokyo before he was a like really superstar in japan i mean i mean new japan star and uh he didn't look like young lion well he was even a young lion with new japan mm-hmm. yeah a
0: very unique individual and he also came in at around the time when, like you said, it was the dark. It was the beginning of the dark, dark age ages. of professional wrestling. Yeah, and he was brought in not not as a typical, a traditional pro wrestler, but he was an MMA he guy. He
1: worked against K-1, and he was put in 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 MMA situation. Oh, that's also a epitome of you know dark
0: age of professional wrestling. But he lived through it. Yeah, mm, and he was one of Inoki's. I guess Hand-picked golden person. Yeah, yeah golden yeah. picks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we forgot
1: to mention somebody like Kenso too.
0: That's right. He was right there along with um Nakamura yeah, they, at the time. that
1: uh, it was going to be Nakamura and, and 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 Tanahashi and Shibata and Kenso. They were going to you know, create a new three musketeer.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we forgot to mention Yoshitatsu, too.
0: That's right. Yoshitatsu was in WWE for a very long time.
1: Right. See, what Major League does is that, uh, Major League, I'm talking about WWE, mm. they'll give you the opportunity right away. If we give you the ball and run with it as fast as you can, as long as you can. If you can't run with that ball, they'll drop you and won't do anything for you for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not WWE, though. Mm-hmm. That's right. If you remember Yoshitatsu winning um, the, the pre-show WrestleMania Battle Royal one, one year. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that could have been the highest of his career and didn't do, or he or the company, uh, not much happened after that. Yeah. Um, See, Kenso, when kenzo kenzo suzuki was brought in he had this special treatment too you know he was given mm. ww tag team title with uh rene dupree i remember mm-hmm. yep, René yeah Rene
0: dupree in uh yeah
1: and, and, and right and he had this all kinds of video vignette and whole thing and uh after that it just the ball was dropped or he dropped the ball or the company decided not to do anything with him or that you know the, the the major league treatment is kind of cruel. They give you opportunity right away that uh, if you can run with it, you can run for a long time. See, if you remember when Tajiri debuted, he was paired with with William Regal, kind of like a Pink Panther and Cato, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like a Cruzo, right? It was a very, it was a that's like a serendipity. You know, they were perfect for each other. Yeah, perfect yeah. Charisma, perfect uh, uh, chemistry.
1: Oh, Tajiri and William Regal. Yeah, because yeah. they're tight in,
0: in, in the personal life, too. They're friends. You, know? it, it's see- you could see that on the screen.
1: hmm mm-hmm. And not being able to speak perfect English
0: even helped. You know what I'm saying? Mm, he had a lot of confidence yeah. already because he was on television already. He had a little bit of a television experience with ECW by that yeah,
1: time. Yeah, and he even, had a, even had this, they give you the skit with Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it works like a shrink <laughs> in the backstage. <laughs> he
0: yeah. he figured out how to run with the ball, like you said.
1: Yeah, Tajiri. Oh, very much so. He got the, he, he got a great five opportunity. Year run
0: with the company
1: five year run, two thousand one to two thousand five, and he wasn't even fired. He had he wanted to go home be, when his. Two young children was going to school, and whether you know, you know, he he'd send them, to, you know, his kids to American school, or bring them back to Japan and and then put them in, you know, Japanese school. He had to make choice then, because the kid, his kids, growing up in America to be an American, or or you know, bring them back to Japan and then put them in Japanese school, so you can write and read kanjis. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's 20 years, uh, 15, 20 years later, Tajiri's kids, you know, they, they've grown
0: up too. Oh, my gosh. That's, yeah. that's crazy to think. Yeah, but that's true. It's been.
1: Oh, more. they grew, already graduated from high school
0: mm-hmm. in Japan. Wow. Yeah. So time has
1: gone by. Hmm. But the, the life with WWE we're talking about today. Yeah. Asuka. Basically moved to America, and I think she will be living in America for a long time. Mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura moved to America, and he had he bought a house in Florida, and I think he's gonna retire in America, and I believe he's gonna live in America.
0: Didn't uh, yeah. Kenta also live in uh, that area in L.A. or Orlando? At the time, at the time, because uh, when you come to
1: WWE, first they put you in Florida because. It, it doesn't matter how many years you, you know you've worked in Japan that they'll put you in PC Performance Center first. Mm-hmm. That WWE system, yeah. And for the foreign talent, they give you English tutors too. Once you know, like a once twice a week for English, you know, conversation class mm-hmm. for foreign talent. I mean, a lot of Chinese that the trainees are there now or not just Spanish speaking trainees, but the foreign languages, like, the, you know, people from Beijing and Shanghai, that they want to be wrestler, that they have Chinese uh, trainees, therefore they need, you know, the, the language tutors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, well, there's the, the marketing, you know, thing that uh, the that, uh, WWE is looking at China as a potential market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, these are all interesting wrestlers. Oh, there are two types of superstars. Like Hideo Itami, you know, basically quit pro wrestling nor to join WWE. And he wanted to uh, come in and probably wanted to be Kenta, but the the company wanted to make another wrestling name. So he became Hideo Itami.
0: It was a big... uh... Uh, big production when he signed with WWE in Japan. Do you remember that Hulk Hogan was there? Sure, sure.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Hart and was then,
0: there, and he yep. was still Kenta.
1: Still Kenta then, and also he was introduced by William Regal on on NXTV as Kenta. Then they changed the name, and mm-hmm. he had to remember the English speech, you know. And uh, yeah, well, the, it was unfortunate he got hurt in the ring a couple of times, and he was sidelined for months at a time then once you are hurt and injured and sidelined in wwe roster they kind of forget about you huh mm-hmm.
0: sometimes he was out for a while too so he had major shoulder surgery i remember yes yeah, yeah. like a year
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: it killed the momentum too and i think around that time oh, shinsuke yeah. nakamura so, came in at around that time as well heavyweight and already
1: established superstar yeah mm-hmm. could, could be put in a good could be in main roster right away and shinsuke nakamura yeah is like a superstar enough to 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 mingle with other wwe superstar they treated him like superstar Mm -hmm. and uh since 2015 uh, 2016 that he hasn't really fell out you know uh,
0: hasn't fell off from
1: the main roster
0: Still I think in, he was recently Intercontinental Champion, wasn't
1: Intercontinental he? Intercontinental program, and uh, uh, you could tell that these, you know, commentator, you know, that uh, people like Michael Cole and uh, Pat, you know,
0: what's his name? Uh, Pat McAfee.
1: Yeah, they sing along, and that uh, they really treat Nakamura like superstar when he come out.
0: Mm-hmm. And he really That's has it. a WWE background now or history, you know. Yeah, the, yeah, with the right music now. and his look. I mean, he he's established like a, a little legacy of himself in in WWE in, within or, WWE.
1: yes. Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: So yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura will be very very special.
1: And also, they didn't even change his name.
0: That was big. Since, but it often yeah, didn't yeah, happen.
1: Shinsuke Nakamura, his real name. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So, it was also the time very, when I,
1: almost isolated case.
0: He, he came to the WWE. Right around the time that a couple of the other fellows from New Japan at the time, it was like a, a Bullet Club guys and AJ Styles. Remember that? Right,
1: Right, and the All Good Brothers.
0: The, the, a big wave, it felt like, in 2016.
1: Yeah, well, both AJ, Style, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura pretty much came together, and they had their own program in WWF2. I mean, WWE 2 if you remember aj styles against shinsuke nakamura in main event status in wwe
0: yeah they had WrestleMania like a match a two out of three falls match or they had a they had a series of matches and they mm-hmm. and there was a big wrestlemania match but you know the, right before aj styles debuted in the royal rumble only a couple of weeks before that he wrestled mm-hmm. shinsuke nakamura in the tokyo dome in new japan
1: right right So if you go back to this uh, wrestle kingdom footage they looked at each other and shook hands, like, I'll oh, see you again.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because in hindsight, it, it was really obvious. But the people didn't, a lot of people didn't pick up. But both guys were going to WWE. Both mm-hmm. are still there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the way they look at each other in the ring and the way, you know, that uh, touch their fist in the ring, like, without shaking hands. But like, I'll see you there, kind mm-hmm. of thing. You mm-hmm. could tell. I mean, if you go back to this, uh, that the Wrestle Kingdom footage from seven years ago, yeah, you could tell. Mm. Which was interesting, and also, yeah, AJ Styles, uh, you know, a lot of times um, coming from another company like a TNA and Impact, you know, that they don't WWE wouldn't treat you like an existing
0: superstar, right? Yeah, change you. You have a new history, new name.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, and what you what you've done elsewhere don't count, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But for AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura's case, they treated them like star coming from another company, mm-hmm.
0: which really helped. And, I mean, it was true. I mean, AJ Styles from those two years that he was in New Japan, he really became a big New right. Japan star. Oh, they
1: an IWGP title right away.
0: Yeah, And I think, I remember the peak was when he had a match against Minoru Suzuki. You remember that week? It was a summer G1 match, and I feel like uh, people, at least in Japan, felt like, okay, this guy's not just uh, a guest, but he's he's going to be here for a little bit, and he's a New Japan guy. And yeah, yeah. He took all yeah. that momentum into WWE, just like Nakamura did. Uh, they were yeah. they were big. I think AJ Styles at least was bigger than ever at that point. Right, right. And it got a pop
1: uh, coming coming out in Royal Rumble unannounced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- I think that's when WWE, you know, creative changed their mind. Wow, people already know him, kind of thing.
0: And he he also has. A J tattooed on his stomach or his ribs. So I mean, <laughs> right, I don't know yeah, how you're going to avoid that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Let's go back and talk about Kai and Tai a little bit because they did. They were kind of the first, you know, regulars of the '90s and 2000s, and uh, right. So Funaki again, still this, with uh, the company too.
1: Yeah. Uh, basically retired now but uh, yes again it, they had this uh, major league uh, treatment that they give you the opportunity to be on TV every week right away if you can run with this you know uh, get the ball and run with it and uh, they ran as long as they could you know but uh, there was like a, a little bit of a falling out that uh, you know the men's tail and Dick Togo wanted to go home after a year and uh wally wanted to stay but uh, he wasn't used and Tak, they the company wanted taka and uh yeah that uh, takamichi and sho funaki became tag team uh, kai and tai and, and yeah they tried to stay as long as they could but the takamichi wanted to go home too but the funaki wanted to stay yeah mm-hmm. yeah so he ended up staying and he's still living in america mm-hmm. to this day
0: but didn't he also help out with Shawn Michaels' uh, training school for a little while? In San Antonio, yeah.
1: yeah mm-hmm. that, uh, what was the name of it? Uh, Texas
0: Wrestling uh, Alliance? Yeah, TWA.
1: Yeah, 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 right. And uh, people like Paul, uh, uh, Paul Diamond helped. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, as, as a coach. Mm-hmm. And he, he also worked, Paul Diamond also worked as a, a heel, Venom or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, right, because uh, each and every you know one of these Cayetano members had a different idea about you know what to do about it. That uh, Dick Togo and Mensteo they wanted to come to America, but just about a year or two they wanted to, you know, in the right timing they wanted to go home. And Taka didn't know much, you know, much that uh, he uh, he was living in Puerto Rico at the time. What was interesting was though that uh, Mensteo had an apartment in New York. Uh, Takamichi lived in San Juan, Puerto Rico and uh, Funaki bought a house in San Antonio, Texas. They were all living far away from each other in America. Isn't that mm. interesting?
0: It's really far, yeah. yeah.
1: And, and every Saturday after, afternoon for the house, when house show starts, Saturday house show, Sunday house show and Monday if you're on the roll it will be on the road. Tuesday if you're on SmackDown go SmackDown, right? They all Meet up at the, the the baggage, you know, claim at at the certain airport every week. I'll, I'll see you again next week Saturday morning. Then they get a, they get a one rental car for the weekend and they go go on the road. But they go to different places after that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you that was think, the lifestyle, huh? Yeah, yeah, because you know, traveling from San Antonio and then the Taca flying in from San Juan, Puerto Rico. And Dick Togo had someplace else, and then Minste had an apartment in New York City, but they all took a plane to your next weekend's location. They meet up at the baggage claim and then and then you spend you know the the uh, four next four days together. then I'll meet you again uh next weekend kind of thing It worked for a year and and Funaki was the one who wanted to stay in America and wanted to live yeah. And Taka wanted to run his own company in Japan some at some point. That became Kayentai Dojo in Japan.
0: Yeah. That's right, which eventually would turn into 2AW today. Now it is, yeah, but there's a Bluefield era too. Yeah. Ah, that's right, yeah. The, the yeah, Chiba yeah. Chiba uh, what is right, it? Right, that the building still exists.
1: And a so, warehouse yeah, kinda,
0: right? of course, of course. The 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 warehouse makes great wrestling TV location, you know, <laughs> like a studio, you know. That's you where um, I saw the new All Japan. They were using it during the pandemic as well. Right, uh, no people, but the TV taping, right? I think they did the AEW Women's Tournament in that venue as well.
1: Probably, yeah, probably, because they have always have wrestling ring and always have ramp and lighting and the, you know that the video you know, camera all set and uh, they still do to this to this day yeah
0: and if you record early enough you can get some daylight in the shot as well yeah
1: and so there are two kinds of japanese you know wrestlers you know like uh, kairi sane and hideo itami they wanted to you know the try you know to see if they can make it in wwe's you know environment and they tried for three years and he is both Hideo Itami and Kairi Sane decided to leave and came home. Whereas other wrestlers, you know, they'll stay as long as they can or they actually live there.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a hero, either you become Hiro Matsuda style or you become Fujinami Rikichoshi or Keiji Muto style that eventually go home and be start back home.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Kushida will be still interesting to see because he probably will be based in America, not working WWE, but probably will be, you know, making dates with New Japan Strong or be in Impact or the part of AEW or ROH TV. You know, the Kushida
0: still will be in American ring. I just he was in last uh, last week. New Japan Strong? Yeah, L.A. Yeah, yeah. So he, and he showed up on the oh, yes. Impact TV show recently.
1: Right, right. So he will be based in America.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's going a little oh, yes. bit a different he path. K-Man
1: and Sari, they're young enough that they, I don't think they have decided much, you know? That's right.
0: Yeah. yeah. They still and have time. I think
1: Asuka is making home in
0: Las Vegas. And she's been in the States for a while. And I, I yeah, it seems like, um, yeah, I mean, she's a one of the few that's been a, a real regular on WWE programming since the pandemic. She's always on when she's available.
1: Right, right. And when she well, she was gone for, you know, quite a while, you know, mm-hmm. up until recently, but when she came back, still be in the women's program.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, or top tag this, team match. Or...
1: Yeah, like a tagging with somebody like Alex Bliss, which is top, you know, the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Working against EO. Yeah, That's you would right. think you know two Japanese wrestlers will be teaming up together, but no, not not this time. Asuka is babyface now, teaming up with you know that the repackaged Alexa Bliss and Io Shirai, not the Shirai, I'm sorry, Io Sky. That's right. Uh, will yeah, be, will be tagging with, with you know that the, the the Korakai under Bayley. That's like a you know top heel faction, which is good. This is Eos Eos Eoskai's time, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has a very interesting background, very unique as well. Yeah, and the great gymnast, and uh Luchadora.
1: too. Yeah, she too was uh, was brought into wrestling world during the, during this dark age of wrestling in 2007 and she debuted in in a small independent called Makahan then she bounced around all these independent with her sister and uh, she was signed with Stardom in 2012 then became superstar in Japan in 2015 2016 2017 she was most valuable MVP player of Tokyo Sports Wrestling Award three years in a row Mm -hmm. yeah uh, as
0: Io e Shirai then she wanted to come to America but now I remember I, she initially couldn't come
1: uh, because of the existing physical condition I that's think?
0: right they had to yeah. go through some uh, medical testing and it it wasn't because I remember she was scheduled to come to WWE but she couldn't and I remember Kyrie Hojo Kyrie Sane would go there Instead, right, right. ahead of her.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, those are the physical exam that is, WWE is very, very um, tight about it. You know that uh, she, she didn't have a heart problem, but it's like a um, yeah. In, in American, you know, physical she they didn't let her pass. The same thing that the see, if you remember Tajiri. Um, made comeback back in
0: 2019-ish? 18-ish? Oh, WWE? I think it was maybe yeah. like 2017 with 205 right. Live, yeah?
1: Right. Tajiri was all ready to move back to uh, to the to the States and wanted to make home again, you know, before he retired. This is the way he wanted, you know, Tajiri wanted to retire. And then, and then they found an apartment, you know, in Orlando and then... Uh, or the schedule in the performance center and triple h wanted him to be 205 you know regular and also coach at the performance center and he he said he could work but his that the WWE, you know you know that the physician uh this, uh, you have torn ligaments in your knees and you won't be working in the ring no I can work right mm-hmm. And uh, but the, with your knees you won't be working in WWE ring and he said I'm, I'm, I'm out of here you know what I'm saying so I think that the WWE physical test is
0: pretty serious about the, the wrestlers in you know, the physical You know, yeah, pretty strict pretty strict yeah yeah. it's for you know I I get it it makes sense it's for protection for everybody and it seems sure. like it was a good move because now Eosky Sky is healthy and she's on raw and and things are really right. good right. so oh
1: was so this is Sky is so talented she could have been in Main roster right away you know mm-hmm. but the, now that the, this is her opportunity right now I mean right now at this you know at this time she debuted you know not de- debuting, but uh, she was introduced with this you know summerslam situation uh, by Bailey and uh, yeah next night at the Monday Night rods
0: like a, you couldn't ask for better debut right great reset restart whatever you want to call it um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, felt fresh mm-hmm. everything felt and fresh also
1: vacant wwe women's title I mean mm-hmm. that team title she didn't win but uh, still in the
0: program she's been in, in, the- in TV every week. Yeah, and they both have a kind of updated look and a little bit of a name change, but not too much. And um, I don't know, seems like the timing worked.
1: Yeah, and then also having uh, Beatty as a mouthpiece, you know, the manager and also working manager. So it could be a trio, could be tag team. What's important is she's on TV every week, both Raw and SmackDown,
0: which is good. How old was she when she got her start in the Makahan group? 2007,
1: so she would have been 18, 17, 18, yeah, yeah, 18, right out of high school. She wasn't even a wrestling fan then. She had this scout, you know, that the, 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 somebody asked, you know, EO, young 18 year old uh, EO, to, you know, like, do you want to be a professional wrestler? I mean, somebody saw her just gy- gy- gymnastic backflip thing, and it was like, whoa, she'll be a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Then her older sister wanted to be in there too, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. I want to do that too. So, yeah. If you remember that the Shirai sisters, there they 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 was a tag team. Actually, it was a trio unit, Kana and Io's sister and her,
0: yeah. And I think it was Mio who came to the States before Yoshirai did. I think she appeared On, for... oh what company? Uh, Chikara.
1: Oh, that's right. Chikara. Okay. A while ago. Chikara, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, Chikara is like your... Like a Michinoku... You know, so, like, yeah. You know like... Yeah, like a American-style Lucha Libre, right? With like all kinds... Yeah, uh, the costume. Yeah,
0: that, that would be the place... Probably the only place in the United States at the time where you could see overseas stars from women's pro wrestling in Japan, uh, Lucha Libre, male-female superstars from Mexico. Uh, like you said, people from Michinoku Pro are not the New Japan, All Japan stars, but yeah. And uh, I believe Mio Shirai was a part of one of their, uh, what do they oh, call it? Okay. It was like a trios tournament, yeah? They would do like a ah, okay. intergender, okay. you know, one year they had the powers of pain come back and they were a team and they would face like uh, a couple, a luchador team that they would have come in from either out of like a regular or out of town one or hometown team. Ah, Mishurai, okay. I believe was part of one. of I think they also brought in Manami Toyota. I don't know if it was that same year, but. Mm, mm. It was for, yeah, and she came ahead of Yoshirai. Right. ironically enough.
1: What was interesting, 2012, that uh, Ra- when Rossi Ogawa wanted to sign uh Io Shirai, he made sure that uh, he did not want her older sister.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Interesting? Yeah, for any reason? Her. Well, because just rossi wanted her to be single superstar and uh kind of like she was a booker t and not stevie ray i see i see you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah and uh, it worked and worked. meaning like she's so talented
0: yeah and another thing i think that makes her unique or distinct about her compared with i guess other of her either her peers or wrestlers that came before her she kind of had an approach that was more like a modern men's style of wrestling as opposed to classic joshi pro J-
1: japan women like yeah you know, i uh, probably. She,
0: i think there was more like an international uh, influence on her style and to an extent kana as well but i think kana had uh, more of a affinity to be a shoot wrestler like um uh uh, Chigusa Nagayo, something like that. That that's path of Pro Resu. Whereas Again,
1: they were trained during dark age of professional mm-hmm. wrestling in mm-hmm. Japan. Yeah.
0: So the, yeah, the options were different and the landscape oh, was very different. different. Very different, yeah. And someone Asuka like
1: Asuka in her early career, not like working for a major women's company. She had to bounce around A to Z to Smash to Nia to Wave to JWP to Ria Re- and Reina and this, all kinds of independent groups. And never belonged to a company. She had to find her own way to do so. And Kana was talented enough and eventually she made it as an Asuka in America. Very unique.
0: Very unique. And I believe. I believe Io Shirai spent a good amount of time in Mexico, too. That was also another option, especially during the Dark Ages. But going down Io? to... Yeah, Io Shirai.
1: Yeah. And also, she was not a wrestling fan as a kid.
0: Right. She so... learned the
1: craft by
0: doing it. <laughs> yeah. And you could see her approach is different.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But you... now that she has more of a WWE style, though, that the, the, the lifestyle... You know, and the training method and the way she carries herself. Yeah.
0: She very, uh, she turned heel. WWE-like. Yeah, like a, a very, very different side of her that we never got to see in Japan.
1: Yeah. So all these wrestlers came in independently. Right now, you have Shinsuke Nakamura on the WWE roster. There's the Asuka, right? And you have Io Sky. Yeah. That uh, you have Sari and Ikemen and Akira Tozawa, then now we have to talk about somebody like Meiko Satomura, Mm. who was already a legend in Japan, but she decided to pack up and see the world, right? Mm -hmm. And then she was signed by WWE, but she was sent to NXT UK and became UK NXT champion. And now she's commuting from LA, I mean from the UK to America as as NXT UK champion, and in NXT TV now because the structure will change now, right?
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: they they're not doing NXT UK TV anymore there.
0: Yeah, I think everything with the NXT brand or brands are being um, what, what's the word. Like redeveloped, Restru- or re- restructured, restructured yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, right. So and
1: and uh, Meiko Satomura is in the middle of it, you know, and uh, she will be utilized as international superstar. Well, that that's what she is.
0: Mm. Yeah, she's been wrestling since
1: ninety-five.
0: Yeah, I remember Gaia sh- Japan. Gaia Japan. She was brought into WCW briefly yeah, a little too,
1: bit, right? That uh, CNN Center stage. Yeah, there was a WW WCW Worldwide TV taping.
0: I think even she was like, like a Nitro. Then. Yeah, she was very young. She was very young. Same red costume, though. No? That's right. Yeah, like the third the crush red gal.
1: has always been her. Uh, yeah, uh, the the red costume has always been her color.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. She still has it with her with her new I guess robe or or, or ring. Oh costume. yeah, and then she
1: carry herself like a real superstar. Yeah, and she really is. And also she has a style and she is been trained to talk about wrestling like it's like a contest, legitimate sport content, you know, that she's like very, very serious about, you know, this when she talks about wrestling is she talks about wrestling like a sport, competition, you know, and uh, she's really like that in real life.
0: And she's interesting and uh different from asuka and Sky in that she wrestled all the way from before the dark ages through the dark ages and out of them
1: and also she opened her own company back in 2005 sendai girls wrestling and developed like 20 wrestlers trained trained now she left her own dojo and the uh, Younger wrestler running it, but uh, in the meantime, she wanted to see the world too. Yeah, very unique individual. Mm-hmm. And,
0: yeah, uh,
1: and now she's learning English, but uh, she is a type of wrestler and should be treated very specially and very individually differently. Mm-hmm. And hope I'm hoping that WWE will treat Satomura very differently.
0: I, I think I, with the, how she's been. Produced in NXT UK, I think we could see. I, I imagine that. She, I mean, she's been brought over to be in their main event women's picture. Yeah,
1: and then probably like a, should be treated like a like a it's different, but like a more like a Gunter, Remember? Mm-hmm. yeah, like kind of like that. I mean, uh, the obvious foreign citizen, right? But a national flavor,
0: even more strong or stoic than a lot of the other female wrestlers that have come through or
1: male wrestler for that matter.
0: And speaking of that, she was a male uh, wrestling champion progress wrestling from UK. She was their heavyweight champion for a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
1: So there's like a, she's proving the fact that the wrestling has no language barrier, mm, which is right. good. I mean, because in WWE environment, you have to be able to do the promo most of the time. Hmm. She'll probably make it without doing English promo or somebody do the speaking
0: for you. Hmm. But she's learned to adapt. And I think the best always seem to learn to adapt.
1: Yeah, but uh, what's important is what she does in the ring. Mm -hmm. Not like doing a drama or doing a promo.
0: And she's... um, It's funny, she she hasn't had to compromise much of who she is in the ring for the wwe oh no not at all hasn't changed um, much for the wwe style uh she she could still be herself and make it work and yeah. it doesn't have to change so much and i'm hoping that the triple h is all about that I have a feeling that he was one of the people that would be more into that as opposed mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. other people at the company. I think Triple H and I suppose his camp or whatever, I don't know how it's made up of over there, but though that NXT team did have a knack for booking these great physical matches around that time. If you remember, I guess from, you know, 2014 2015 up until uh, a couple of years ago uh, it was always uh, some kind of solid respectable exciting program to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. watch for and um mako satomura style fits right into that yes and i'm hoping that uh, she
1: you know she'll have her own like a space for that, you know, like a, uh, the room would be created for Satomura time.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, you yeah. know, I think the thing that the fact that things are restructuring, that everything is in flux and there's probably going to be more of a chance to see that.
1: Yeah. Uh, for uh, Mako Satomura's case, That's yes. right. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Very good. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, We're like eight Japanese superstars in WWE right now. Wow.
0: <laughs> That's pretty amazing to think about it. If you said that, if you told me that 20, 25 years ago, yeah, you know, it was a different world. It was just oh, like
1: eight Japanese wrestlers in one territory. That's not wasn't possible yeah. then. Two was a lot. Yeah, because Kendo, if you remember, Great Kabuki and Kendo Nagasaki never worked the same territory at the,
0: hmm. the same time.
1: A gimmick, right?
0: Hmm. Are you with me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think like, for I, I guess for now, for as far as the modern crew or crop of wrestlers from Japan that are wrestling in WWE, I think we've hit most of them. We probably spent need to spend more time on guys like Kenzo Suzuki and Yoshitatsu, but
1: They yeah, had their chances.
0: They did. And there were also other people that would pop up, like Kota Ibushi would appear in the Cruiserweight uh, title tournament. Yeah, he
1: choose not to come to America, you know? That's a different kind of guy, you know? If he wanted to,
0: yeah. Hiroyo Matsumoto, or... Yeah, she
1: could have been there, but she, I guess... Again, the the Hiroyo Matsumoto had to move to America and, and take full time position.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: Which she probably wasn't up to it. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it's it's uh,
1: it takes different kind of individual though, really.
0: For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Alright, if we didn't hit anything and we missed something and people wanted to get in touch with us, where could they find you Fumi?
1: On Twitter, Fumihiko Dayo, F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O-D-A-Y-O, Fumihiko Dayo, or just Fumisaito on Facebook. Message me first.
0: And on Twitter, I'm at Justin M. Nipper, K-N-I-P-P-E-R. Hit us up if you liked it. Thanks for all the feedback. If you have any questions or concerns, you got the info now. So until next week, Fumi, take it away. So
1: long from Tokyo.